And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land. Rich, I promise by the end of today, I will have all of the the, the podcasts up and running. Uh, I downloaded at least two weeks ago already. This one, I'll, work, I'll get the other two downloading before I leave to do that. But Rich, say hi to the rest of the people we need to say hi to. Hey, uh, hello to everybody watching us on the YouTube and as well as on uh, Facebook Live or listening to us in uh, in podcast land. I wasn't sure if you get acknowledged them or not. I did, but um, it's whatever. And I think um, I, I think at least for me, Mike, I, I need to apologize for the folks that maybe watched that watched last week's episode because I mean I just looked out of it last week. It's all right. I look out of it most uh, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, how's your day going so far? Not too bad. Was uh, out working in the yard. Uh, before coming on air so um, I got my afternoon project of now of having to bag everything that I cut um, that I cut around yeah. the, around the house as uh, we had to cut back our hostas and lilies for the season yeah I, I uh, leaf blew the beds out I got the the driveway cleaned I got the front yard all mulched now I have to go do the backyard and get that mulched because I get did the leaf blowing yesterday, so it's all in piles, and I have piles that are four to five, four four feet tall. Like <laughs> I legitimately had to go dig out a pathway so Sage could get back to the backyard so she could have a place to pee, because wow. she would not like the leaves would go like she would walk through them and you wouldn't see her except for the leaves on top rustling. Uh, that's how <laughs> much that's how many leaves we have in our yard. Um, and then I have to mulch it, and once it's mulched, then I have to bag it. So it's going to be a long day. Started that at uh, like 8.30 this morning and just yeah. got the front yard done so far. And not even all of the front yard. I still have the little offshoot on the side of the driveway. Exactly. The, the joys of having trees in your yard. <sighs> they look nice in the summer, and it's beautiful, and I love it, but, man, you're right. Ugh. I know. I, I can't stand it. But at least in... But they do provide some good shade, and they do look nice in the summer. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, what are we going to be talking about this week? Man, we have what Rich thought was not going to be a packed show. We have lots of debate to have today, as we're going to be talking about baseball awards. And we thought we were done with NASCAR Corner, but wait, there's more NASCAR Corner. What else do we have, Rich? Uh, we'll be talking some football as well as giving you our opinions on the mass singer. Oh yeah. All that and more. Wrap up the show. All that and more. But first, let's roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Uh, quick program note. Uh, Rich, I did, I'm springing this on you right now. Uh, one oh, month good. from now. That's how, no, that's how most of our things go. Yeah, good. one month from now, uh, we are taking two weeks off. Okay. Well, it depends. We might only take one. But we're definitely taking Christmas week off. No show Christmas okay. week. I love doing the show. Uh, we've done it 
I mean, we haven't missed a week since starting two and a half years ago. Uh, almost three years ago now. Or is it four? When did we do our first show, Rich? Um, I thought we did it. Um, Talladega Night. We did it. The we started uh, maybe four years ago on uh, Daytona weekend. No, I thought we did Talladega. No, we did Talladega Daytona. Was our first one. No, was it Talladega? I, I thought it was, it was Daytona. No, it was February. It was Daytona. It's Daytona. Okay, sure. It was four years ago. I know it was one of those super speedway races. Yeah, and we haven't taken a break. We and, really haven't. And you know what? Christmas falls on a Saturday, and I only get the Monday after off is all I get for that week, for that holiday. So we're not doing a show that week. New Year's week, you might be coming up. If you are up here New Year's Eve or New Year's weekend, yeah, we might do a show. But as of right now, no show Christmas week week. Okay. We'll yeah, then I guess we will just post our NFL picks that for prediction weeks online as a Facebook post or maybe just as a Maybe quick individual videos. Yeah, we can. What our what our what our uh, predictions are? Facebook only exclusives. Yeah. Of what our picks are going to be. So if you want to know a live video, if you want to know what uh, our face our our football picks are going to be that week, check it out that week, I, you, folks. I mean, we love doing the show. We do it for fun. We're not making any money at it. Um, we deserve a break once in a while. So we're gonna both and take it's it. Christmas. Christmas and it's Christmas. Is a great reason. To, to take off. There's Doctor Who to watch and stuff. Actually, I don't know. Does yeah, are Jody they going to do it? Jodie Whittaker doesn't do Christmas specials. You're right. You're right. She did the Halloween special this year, so you're probably right. Okay. So, back to the show. Uh, we'll figure that out once it gets closer to let you know where, where you can, uh, where we'll make our picks or yep. probably via Facebook post or something along those lines. We'll We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, we had a poll last week. We, we had did. a wild card because we needed to even out the poll. We did. Uh, when we move forward. Uh, so the options were, in my opinion, the best that didn't lose, that, that didn't win their initial polls. Uh, so we went with hot dogs, pulled pork, corn dogs, or a nice tossed salad. Mike, um where did the people vote? And then we'll kind of give them where we voted. Nine votes, Rich. Nine okay. votes voted for pulled pork. All right. It, it's a good option. I, I, I like pulled pork. Um, if we're talking tailgate, though, that's not really a tailgate food, but it's the, the, it's the most delicious one out of this group. Best tailgate would have been hot dogs. Which got two and votes. That's where I voted. I, I voted with the spirit of we're cooking on on site, not um, not maybe doing some pre cooking and bringing it on site. Hey, if so it's that's why I went with hot dogs. If 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 I was going to a game and I was tailgate and it was a night game, I would definitely I would cook pulled. I'd get there bright and early at eight in the morning, throw the pulled pork on there. It'd be ready by the time dinner by the time the game started. And it smells so good. But uh, I also like corn dogs as an option. Nobody voted for that. And nobody voted for salad. Okay. Nobody likes so, green stuff in their food, apparently. Yeah. 
or, or you just don't think of a salad. Just bring in a salad, and that's the only thing you're going to eat before you go into the game. Yeah. Um, so we're going to kind of put we're going to put this on hold. Yep. Because we now need to rank all of the winners. Yeah. And and decide how we're going to move this poll forward. And Mike, I'm going to put that on you. Okay. Um. So I picked all the food, put them in the into the all into the uh, individual categories. So you get to rank them one through, I think we have eight, eight or 10, I think it is. And um, of the winners, and it is going to be, and, we're, and uh, that's that's how we're going to move forward with the poll. Uh, so this week, with it being Thanksgiving on Thursday, we want to know how you plan to cook your bird. Um, we do this poll almost, I mean, there's two polls we do for Thanksgiving. <laughs> We either ask you how you're going to cook your bird, or number two, we're going to ask you what you're going to watch. Is it going to be the parade, the other stuff? But we're not worried about that right now. We're worried about how are you cooking your burger? Are you going to smoke it? Are you going to deep fry it? Are you going to cook it the traditional route? Or are you skipping turkey this year? Because why do we have to have turkey on Thanksgiving? Why not have something delicious like Roast beef, ham, tofu. I actually do prime like. Rib. I yeah, love maybe, tofu. Maybe some prime rib or Ooh, steak. Prime rib. I don't know. I mean, I do have a prime rib roast in the freezer, but uh, I don't think we're using it for that. That ooh, if you come up Fourth of July or New Year's Eve, <laughs> if you come up New Year's Eve, we're gonna smoke something. We'll have some friends over. We'll make a we'll make a nice night out of it. All right. We'll we'll drink all, some it'll champagne. It'll all depend on the weather, it, weather and money, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Weather's going to be a big factor in that one, but money is a big factor too. I hope you guys can make it. That would be so fun. It would be great to have you guys up here again. We like having you guys up here. And we like coming. All right, Mike. So do you see what's coming up next? It's an unexpected left turn. Yeah, I thought we were wrapped up. But, I would have uh, crashed right into the wall there because I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> What's coming up after that, Rich? It's probably another left turn. I suppose because we're qualifying for the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Moline, Illinois. Check them out on their eBay store as well for all your memorabilia needs. Once again, that's Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Uh, speaking of which... Uh, remind me after the show to reach out to Mike. Okay. Because we need to, I'm going to see about potentially setting up at his shop and doing a show there. Nice. Potentially. All right. So this literally just came out maybe a couple of days ago that NASCAR is going to return to having practice and qualifying at all events and this will also apply to all to all the series yeah even going all the way down to the truck series but it's going to be slightly different this year mike yeah it's not going to be a traditional who had the fastest lap and working your way down the grid it's going to be a little different so yep. um i guess we'll kind of just this is the I, I haven't really read into this that much prior to putting the link on into the outline today. And this, Mike, this is the first time you're hearing about it as well. Um, but they're it's kind of kind of do like a they're going to have like knockouts and they're going to turn it into a kind of almost sound, sounds like a tournament. Um, a tournament as well. 
Um, so for the for the ovals, the drivers are on the NASCAR series, on the Cup yep. series. You're, they're going to be split into two groups, and they're going to have a 15-minute practice. I guess the top five, the top five, go into a final round from each group, go into a final round, and then it comes down to the final round as a single lap, one car, fastest qualifier earns the pole. Hey, I, you know, that's not an unusual one. They, they have done those quite a, quite frequently, so that's a good one. Uh, in the super speedways, all cars, single car, one lap, round one is uh, all cars. Top me... 10 transfer to a, yeah, all cars. And it looks like it's the top 10 transfer to the final round. Yeah, yeah. And then the final round, you get a single lap, and the fastest qualifier earns the pole. Yep. Um, and then on road courses, Charlotte Roval, COT, Indy Road Course, Road America, Sonoma, and Watkins Glen, a 20-minute warm-up practice. Technology Center. I didn't even, I, I did okay. Uh, they're going to have a 20-minute warm-up practice separated into two groups. Qualifying round one, group A, 15 minutes, top five transfer to the final round. Qualifying two, we'll have the same thing. And then uh, the qualifying round one, group B, do the same thing. And then uh, finally, the 10 minutes, uh, I think it looks like it's just uh, fastest qualifier wins out of who's on the track. But then they have a special one. Mm-hmm. The Dirt Bristol. Bristol Dirt. It's going to be two 50-minute practices. There are going to be four qualifying races to determine the field and the lineup for the main race. Uh, order based on a random draw. So it's going to be a lot like a traditional dirt track that you can go to. If you wanted to go to the Quad City down or Quad City Speedway uh, out there o- over by your house, this is what it would look like. Maybe not four qualifying races. They probably only have two heats, maybe three heats, and then do a, a last chance. They probably do uh, two heats, a last chance qualifier, and then uh, the main event. So what that yeah, is is... I thought they did that. They did that with this year with the Bristol Dirt as well. Yeah, because it was such a new track for everybody. Yeah, so it, it that'll be fun. Um, the the two fifty minute practice sessions; those are going to just be normal practice sessions. Uh, I'm surprised. I I'm wondering if these warm up practice practices are all of the practices for the weekends, or if they're going to have other practice. Going one fifty minute, okay. Oh, so that, that's they're calling expanded weekends the one fifty minute practice in addition to the on track qualifying. That's huh. Only going to happen at Daytona, Atlanta, Bristol Dirt, the Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis, Nashville, and then the Phoenix Phoenix too. So basically, the championship race. Huh. That's those are the only tracks where there'll be an additional fifty minute practice prior to the qualifying uh, to the qualifying that we outlined. I don't like that. You think everything every there you think that there should be a 50 minute qualifier at every track. Rich, you have I know this is not me bragging, but I've been to dozens of NASCAR races. Mm-hmm. One of the best parts of the week at a NASCAR thing 
is hanging out. You're tailgating every day. You go to the track. You crack open a beer. You grill breakfast. Then you walk into the track, and they're doing qualify or they're doing practice. Somebody's doing practice. If the trucks are there, you'll get to see the trucks practice. Everybody gets practice time. Okay. It's great. You get to see cars on the track. It's a reason to be at the track on Thursday. They generally have some sort of small, small, like, track there. Either they do uh, front stretch uh, oval races or they have a small track attached to the building or, or to the facilities or something like that where you can go and watch that. Friday, they have another practice session. That practice session, more people show up. There's, again, everything around the track to do. There's, that's the whole reason. That's why you take from, while you're at the track from Thursday to Sunday. You have time to enjoy the area. You get to, they have all these things set out outside the track. Like, you can drive the pickup latest pickup truck for for Toyota in a cool course that does weird things where your back tire is off the ground but your front to you like to, one of your back tires is off the ground you get to do all that stuff you get to drive there's there's uh, a lot of them have uh drag drag races with uh stock cars that again from Toyota, Chevy, Ford they all have something similar to that they have simulators. Yes, you can go and do the national dip thing where you can get a can of dip to whatnot. Black Rifle Coffee shows up. All these places show up. And you get to walk around. You get to enjoy that. But if there's no practice on Thursday, why are you going to go to the track? To see the haulers unload? I don't know. Why are you going to go Friday? Maybe there's a truck race on Friday. They need to get back to the old schedule. I know it means that there's there's a lot more going on. But those Thursday and Friday are what make the NASCAR trip amazing. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, getting to see the, the uh, Xfinity race and then getting to see the, the Cup Series race. Those are Those are why you go. But the rest of the week... The Thursday, Friday events, those are game changers. Because you don't want to get to the track, have to go through all the stuff beforehand, like that same day, and then go to a race. That's going to be hard to do, especially if you got a noon race. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. You, that's what Thursday and Friday are for, all those extra things. And you go to the track. If you're not going to have the track, if the, the track's not going to have hot laps and stuff going on, what's the point? But this is also a lot better than finding out from a random draw that, hey, this is going to be the qualifying order, and you find that out on, like, Friday or Saturday that so-and-so is on by standings and a random draw, a weighted random draw. Here's your Bush Bush poll winner. Yeah, I like it. Like, I like this better, but I still think these expand – they need to expand the weekends to what they were. By the way – um. I am going to put it out there. My way too early prediction. You ready for it? Sure. 
Kyle Busch wins seven races this year. And I'm going to even put it out. He's going to get the championship this year. Why? He loves qualifying. Anytime he gets to go out and qualify and practice for a race, he can figure out what he needs to do for his car. He's going to win at least seven races and the championship. Put it down in the book. You can you can mark that in the spreadsheet. I'm, I made that statement today. Okay. I'll try and remember that. Okay. But I won't hold you to it when we make our preseason predictions in February, though. I, 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 will, I won't hold you to it. But it, it is valid because, yeah, he, he does – he does do really well because I mean could you also see Kyle doing more Xfinity races oh if yeah there's an overlap oh yeah between the two I mean he always likes to years. but well yeah no it's gonna be a good year for him uh I'm excited to I, I'm excited for the the practices to come back and all that stuff uh it'll be good for for NASCAR um I hope they can in the next couple of years get back to a full full schedule but we'll have to see first yeah, and and it's good for the good for the TV market as well as there there'll be more content uh, for Fox and wherever NBC is gonna put the races, USA Network I think it is something like that I don't know when they choose not to put content on the main channel maybe on Peacock maybe on Peacock probably I would I would guess a lot on Peacock. Um, All right. So Rich Peacock and maybe Fox Sports One. Yep. Um, so I guess, Mike, we can finally put the red flag out for NASCAR. Um, this has been the NASCAR Corner, presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois, or check them out on their eBay store for all your sports memorabilia needs. Once again, that's Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Red flag's out, but let's keep making left turns as we head to the diamond. Yeah, we had some awards, some hardware given out. Yep. Um this week probably the we'll go to the bottom mike um i gave you a link of yep. all the um for the finalists we'll probably start with uh we'll start with the managers okay it's probably less debate amongst going from the, the bottom to the top of the list here um but your your national your manager of the year your american league manager of the year winner was kevin cash one of the first to be yeah back-to-back manager of Manager of the year, Dusty Baker of the Astros, or the Asterix, as you call them. Yep. And Scott Service of the Mariners were finalists. Yeah. Uh, did they get it right, giving Cash the award? No. No. Who, who do you think should have got it? The Asterix. Dusty Baker should have gotten it? Yeah. Dusty deserved it, but... Well, the thing is, you can't count what happened in the postseason. We're, that is one of the, the downsides of these awards. Yeah. I don't include what happens in the postseason. I still think Dusty, even getting that team as good as they were, I mean, yeah. Kevin Cash, Kevin Cash had three quarters of his team back. Not the starting rotation, though. They did no, lose. But they, 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 don't they, use, they don't really use the starting rotation like that. They... they Kevin Cash had his team back. They shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have won. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I would have given it the, the Excuse service, me. actually. Did, did anybody expect the Mariners to be in the playoff hunt going down into the final weekend? 8% chance of making the playoffs. 8% chance. 
with the projected I I mean this is from five thirty eight, which I love five thirty eight. That's who we use our that's who does our ELO standings. I don't know if I've told you oh. that yet. No. Yeah. Um five thirty eight gave them it said their record was gonna be seventy three and eighty nine. Did they blow that out of the water? Yes. It was amazing. The Mar- I you know, Mariners probably I think Dusty deserves one. I I don't think Cash deserved to be. I think he deserved third place in this. Okay. But all right. So your uh, your National League manager of the weird year, Gabe Kapler, won the award yep. from the Giants. Um, I think they got that one right. As yeah. Frank Council and Mike Schild were the other finalists. Um, and again, I don't even know that I think the Council or Shields deserves really to be in there. But, you know, I, I guess Council made the playoffs and did quite well. He They did. They had a good season. Yeah. Shield made the playoffs as well, but, I mean, yeah. if it wasn't for the team going on that 20-game winning streak, the Cardinals don't make the playoffs. But it would have been, it would have been weird. To, it would have been neat to see him win the award and he was fired. Yeah. Yeah. Because that the same thing happened to Joe Girardi uh, when he won it with uh, with the Marlins. Yeah. And then the owner fired him. So this year, uh, the American League Rookie of the Year, your finalists were uh, Wander Francone uh, and Luis Garza. And Garcia and uh, Randy Rosarina. Yeah, and your winner, Randy Rosarina. Uh, I think that's probably right. Yeah, Luis I, Garza I made a decent effort at it, but I think Rosarina is deserved it. Yeah, he he played the full year with the Rays, and I was kind of surprised that they put Wander Franco into the conversation because yeah. he wasn't even promoted into the majors until June. Yeah. And uh, Which he had a rough start to the year too. Technically he, doesn't he that mean doesn't that mean he's eligible for rookie of the year next year as well? I'm not sure. I think June he probably he probably got enough votes. Okay. He probably got enough. All right. The National League, um I really didn't know too much about any of these candidates, but uh, was Dylan Carlson of the Cardinals, Jonathan India of the Reds, and Trevor Rogers of the Marlins. Uh, Jonathan India got the award. Yeah, uh, I think Rogers might have deserved it. He did a great job uh, as a pitcher. I mean, you know, I don't know. I I don't think it was. I I don't know. I don't think any of the th- like. I didn't know as much about any of these three as uh, I probably should have, but all right, Mike, give us the American league. Scion. Well, Garrett Cole, Lance Lynn and Robbie Ray. And your winner is Robbie Ray of the Jays. Um, yeah, you just, you can't give it to, to Cole every year, I guess. Cole, I think Cole had a great year, but you know Robbie Ray. I mean the Jays did great, and it's that one year deal. Um, He's gonna get paid this offseason. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. So, I'm okay with it. Okay. So, keep going with the uh, the National League Cy Young. This had, a, like, a really wide range of votes amongst the three people. Yeah. So, you have Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, and Zach Wheeler. I probably vote for Zach Wheeler in this one. Who do you vote for? Um, I, I liked Barnes. He had a okay. really good run early on in the year. He was hard to hit. Barnes is, is kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere to really establish himself as a as a great pitcher for the Brew Crew. Didn't even get fifty percent. Well. He still won the the Cy Young in the National League. Uh, yeah, I I think that I think any three of those guys totally Scherzer is Scherzer. Mm-hmm. And uh, any year, I mean, seeing him pitch is like watching art. And so any three of these would have been f- a great fit to be a Cy Young winner. And they all had years that they could have, you, you could make a good argument for all three of them being Cy Young winners. So, yeah, I'm I'm not mad about that one at all. Okay. Let, because I'm sure there's going to be lots, lots yeah. of discussion. We'll save the American League for last. Uh, National League MVP Bryce Harper was your winner, getting 17 of the 30 first place votes. Yep. And he went up against Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. Again, I think any three of those could have won, and I would not have been upset about it. I I, I don't know if I would have given Tatis the award because of how many how much time that he missed this year. That's true. But the fact that he still led the Ameri- led the league in home runs. And, and was with third in stolen, stolen bases. bases. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. But I, I, Bryce Harper, I think, deserved it, though. He had a great year this year. Okay. In the American League, you had Vlad Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani, and Marcus Simeon. First, who's your vote for, Rich? Because of the offensive and pitching numbers... You got to give it to Otani, but Vlad Guerrero Jr. had a great year up in Toronto, Toronto and Buffalo, though. I would I would agree that uh, Shohei Otani deserves the vote, and in fact, unanimously, he was voted the MVP of the American League. By the way, is he did he have is he the greatest player we've ever seen in our lifetime? I would say yes. Seen. I have yet to see a game with Shohei Otani play. Okay. Because he plays out in LA and I don't have cable, so I don't I, I don't get to I don't stay up late and make it a point to maybe listen to Angels games. Yeah. Or and because ESPN doesn't want to Rich because of the Fun fact. Because of the way yeah. Fun fact. There are I want to say something like 3,000. Mean, these are rough numbers, people. 3,000 people who have pitched 150 strikeouts in a season since the modern era. There are something like 50, and this might be a little high, who have hit more than 40 home runs in a single season. This year... The first time ever, one person has done both. His name, Shohei Otani. 
So I do have a question, though, Mike. Yo, shoot. If you take away the numbers that he did as a pitcher, does he still deserve the award only looking at his offensive numbers? He had 26 stolen bases, fifth most all in the American League. 46 home runs, third overall in the American League. Now, we also didn't get to see him hit every day. No. Because he had, he had rest days before his pitching days. So let's take out those rest days before his pitching days. Those numbers probably go up, correct? Probably. Okay. So now he's potentially the number one home run hitter in the, in the American League. Quite possibly, I would say. And stolen bases, let's say maybe he gets he gets up to second or third. By the way, he probably could have gotten a gold glove as a fielder as well. I don't know about if, the gold glove. If he's playing... I, I don't know about the gold glove. Time out. Listen to me. I'm not saying he deserved it this year. Because, again... He didn't spend as much time out there. But if he's playing every day, the player that he is, you're telling me he probably doesn't end up working hard enough and being able to get a golden glove out of that? At least a silver slugger award, right? On hitting, yeah. I, I think that he, that he could do that. I think he legitimately... I, I don't, do I think that he deserves to be an MVP without the pitching? No, but I think he's at least a finalist. I mean, when you consider that, well, if you took out the, uh, if you consider that he was the, that he didn't have as many plate appearances and still was third in the league in home runs and he had those stolen bases. Yeah. What could he, what could he have done with those extra plate appearances? Yeah. I mean, what about you, the fact that he... A, he you have a little bit more of an argument, does it? So, yeah, I, I'm fully behind Shohai winning the MVP. But what would it have looked like if you had a triple crown winner in Guerrero and he was second in the MVP voting? I mean, he was tied for last in the MVP voting. He got zero votes because Shohei Otani. First place votes. First place votes. Okay, but he still got zero votes for first place because Shohei Otani's year was that amazing. It was. Was it the greatest season in Major in major League Baseball ever, period? That I'm unsure of because I, I, I didn't take a cl very close look at that. Okay. So I, I, I can't give you a clear, I, he, but, answer, but, but he is a generational talent, a generational talent. Well, it'll be interesting to see if he can keep it up over the over the long haul of his career. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that is the big question. Can he do does he do this next year? And if he does. If, if he how many seasons of this? And I again, I don't we can never you can never expect a guy to play like this every year. But how many seasons of this caliber, we'll even say caliber, of play before you think he's the greatest of all time? 
I don't know. I mean, for me, it's hard to say greatest of all time when he's only, what, on his third or fourth year in the majors and his yep. first two were very injury-plagued. And he, you know what? He, by the way, uh, we forgot to mention that he did spend like a month out of pitching because of uh, his his elbow, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. That, then they turned him just into a designated hitter. And it was only, it wasn't even every day the designated hitter. It was... Like, for the first two weeks, he didn't do anything. He was on the 10-day disabled list. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, injury? Injured list. Injured list. Sorry, we're not supposed to yeah. say disabled list anymore. He was on the 10-day IR. Right? Yeah. 10-day IR, and, and he didn't do anything. Then, he played maybe half of the games as a designated hitter. By the way, if he was a position player, would they have been worried about it? Would they even have put him on the disabled list? Sorry. I don't I'm, know. I'm old school. I'm, it's hard I for know. me to get out of that. Nobody, very few people listen to the show that would be offended that, that we use disabled list instead of injured list anyway. Um, but, um, but would he, would, if, if it was, like, would they have even thought about it? Because that elbow injury only mattered because of his pitching. Which is why he ended up designated hitting as much as he did. I, I I'm still I I'd like to know where 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 would you play him as a fielder? Do you put him out in the outfield and and hope for the best? The hard part again, and this is the hard part with Shohei. Do we? You don't know. You can't. You. It's so hard to say right now where you would play him because he's so good at pitching that the rest doesn't the rest doesn't stack up like where where to put him you don't know so but yeah a, a great player a generational season as you don't see two way players i don't think we will see two way players cuz so much of the like baseball development in America, around, in in America or in Latin America, yeah, I don't centered around art. Are you a pitcher or are you a fielder? Yeah, I don't or, think we'll you ever see this in and, America. We'll never see another homegrown American two way player. I mean, you'll have outliners, maybe like the Brandon McKay in Tampa or Michael Lorenzen, who are pitchers that just happen to be good at at hitting, but never, but not onto the caliber. I mean, talent of, of Shohei to where you actually consider penciling them into the lineup every day that you can. We were excited. Their bat is that good. We were excited when, uh, when Zombrano, Zombrano had a had a two fifty mm-hmm. batting average. He had something like a two fifty batting average, and everybody thought, "Man, this guy's awesome." And then the year that. That Arietta went crazy, and he had like a two a two hundred batting average. He was right at that Mendoza line type stuff. Mm-hmm. But we thought, man, this is a great this is a great hitting pitcher. <coughs> and then this guy comes along, and then Shohei Otani comes along. We haven't seen baseball has not seen this since Babe Ruth's early days when he pitched when he was pitching for Boston. Yeah. 
and then he got to New York, and they said, no, your, your bat's too valuable. Yeah. We can't afford to have you out of the lineup on the days that you need to rest before you have to pitch again. Yeah, it's... And they didn't rest as much back then, but they still would have. They they still told him, "No, we need you. This is we need you in the field. We need you to. We need you to be an everyday player." But again, how long before Shohei can prove that he's better than Babe was? By the way, the baseball gods are getting ready to smite me down because I made that statement. Bring it, can bring it, MLB old school guys. I'm an old school guy. Mm-hmm. Back off. Shohei is better. Right now, I I I would have to look at. I mean, the number of years, maybe when Shohei has reached the and, and played the same amount of time that Babe Ruth did with the Boston Red Sox as a pitcher and an outfielder. That's when you can compare. Shohei's numbers to Babe Ruth's numbers when they were both two-way players. Um, the one, but once the but one you can stop, you can draw the line at where you can stop comparing him to Babe Ruth when Babe Ruth stopped pitching on a regular basis. By the way, here's the other thing about Babe Ruth that we all forget: at the time, home runs weren't a thing, weren't as big of a thing. Yeah. We all think about, oh, he was hitting more home runs in a single season than most teams did at the time. That's an accurate statement. But in order to do that now, you have to basically hit a home run at every at-bat. Nobody will be able to do that again in baseball. That's why Babe gets Babe's gets so conflated and is in everybody thinking he's the greatest of all time. Okay, you done with the the baseball talk? Yes, sir. You well, agree that Shohei Otani is the greatest of all time? No, not greatest of all time yet. Okay, not greatest of all time yet. Yet. I mean, baseball is is forever going to be constantly changing. Constantly, yeah. There's going to be new players, new ways to play the game. Where it, it's really hard for me to say he's the greatest of all time or he's the greatest of all time. Cause you can go back generations and say, and point to this guy. Yeah. Like Ted Williams or Babe Ruth, Willie Mays. We'll never, he was the greatest of all time. Another point, by the way, we will never see another guy hit 400 for a single season. No. Tony Gwynn came close. Tony Gwynn was the last guy that came close, but we'll never see that again. No. Speaking of Ted Williams. So, okay. Or even Lou Gehrig, but yeah. Let's head over to the gridiron. Um, and uh, we have, for the, only the second time this year, someone not named Mike or Rich won the uh, pick'em. And that goes a shout-out to JR at Nation. Nice. Won the week with eight. I came in second with seven. Rich, you had a rough week. Like, yeah, my, my, I'm trying to. I think I'm trying just to. I don't know if I'm overthinking some things and trying to pick opposite of you to kind of pick up some points, or if these close matchups where I'm picking the opposite the other team, they're just not working out for me. 
I have taken a five-game lead already in the season Mm -hmm. over you. Um, But we're heading into the heart of the season. And uh, so, yeah, good job, JR and Midget Nation. Good to see you winning on that. Um, This week, uh, Rich... Or let's let's give a recap of so the Bears didn't lose this week. The Bears didn't lose this week. How great is that? Um, okay. Well, they didn't lose a game, but they lost a big player for the rest of the year, though. Cleo Mack. Yeah. He uh, they announced that he's going to be out the rest of the year as he's going to have foot surgery. Yep. So he's done. So Rich, that's going to make lock a, make it really of hard. the week. You had Tampa Bay beating the Washington football team. Rough day for you. As the Bucks lost 19 to 29, the Washington football team won. You did not get your lock of the week. Nope. Rich, how'd I do? Uh, Mike, you picked the Cowboys over the Falcons, and you <laughs> you got that one way right, as it was a 43 to 3 win for the boys yeah that's what proved to eight and two and you dropped to eight and two i did all right so the upset special i said the raiders were gonna go in and beat the chiefs that didn't happen as um it was as the the chiefs won 41 to 14 um dropping my record to four and three on the upsets uh mike you went with a close matchup but technically it was an upset as the, when we went on air on Saturday, the the good folks over at Yahoo had the Browns favored, and they lost big time. Yeah, forty-five to seven. The Patriots beating them, and you're at five hundred for the upsets. Yeah, Rich, Thursday night football. We both took the Patriots. Man, it's a good thing they won twenty-six to zero over the Falcons, getting three interceptions. From three different quarterbacks. From three different quarterbacks. By the way, all four quarterbacks in that game threw an interception as Mac McCorkle Jones also threw an interception. Um, Patriots won. Yeah, so we're at 8-2 and on Thursday night football. Wow. Doing well on that. This week, the Bears play the Ravens. Rich. I might change my tune this week. I think the Bears have a chance. I think they do too. Um, I, I went. You gave them a loss when we went through the schedule before the season started. I gave them a win. Yeah. So I'm gonna stick with it. I mean, the Ravens going down to Miami last week kind of opened my eyes that well, maybe it wasn't such a far-fetched idea that the Bears could beat the Ravens. So I'm gonna stick with it. I think I agree. Um. By the way, we forgot a story about last week uh, while we were doing the recap of last week, but I'll give the Bears the, my reasoning behind the Bears. The Ravens don't look like the Ravens, and maybe they come back this week and they, they think they, they get hot because they're angry about how last week went, mm-hmm. and they beat the Bears. But Yeah, for, for me, what the Bears should be doing with this game is they should be taking a long, hard look at the Ravens' offensive coordinator, Greg Roman. Ooh, yeah. As a, as a possible head coaching candidate. Yeah. I mean, ever since Lamar Jackson came into this league, they the Ravens put their trust in Roman to come up with game plans and build an offensive system 
around Lamar Jackson's skill set. Yep. Yep. And quite frankly, Matt Nagy has not been able to do that with Justin Fields. It seems like he well, wants to put Justin Fields into his system instead of building a system. And he didn't do around that around Justin Fields. He didn't do that with uh, with Mitch Trubisky either. No. No, he didn't. So I yeah no I totally agree. I totally agree. Look look at take a long hard look at Greg Roman as a head coach in Canada. I like that I, call. I hope he gets an interview. I and think I that's. He gets an interview. I, I hope he gets the job. But we forgot to talk about this. The Lions did not lose last week. They did not. They got a tie. Although watching like the overtime of the bonus coverage because that that's how yeah. There were, they, that got into bonus. That got bonus coverage on Fox. It didn't look like either team really wanted to win that game. No, or deserved to win that game. So it, I'm glad it was a tie. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely deserved a tie. But the Lions are not going to be going to lose every game this year. They're not. They're so not they going to be the first, first team eighteen and 0. 17. 17 and zero. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this week's lock of the week. It is an odd week. That means it's my week to pick. I'm picking the Buccaneers over the Giants. The Bucs uh, had a rough week last week. This week they bounce back and they show everybody who's in who's in charge. They're going to win. Uh, yes, Tom Brady has a difficult time against the Giants. Not with this team, though. Okay. Uh, I, I like it, but seeing what the Buccaneers did to me yesterday, that's that would be... I, if you hadn't picked this, picked this matchup, this wasn't going to be the matchup I was going to go with. Um, I've picked, I realized when I looked through all of the locks that I've picked all year, I've not picked on the Lions yet. So I'm going to do it this week, and I'm going to say the Browns get the win against the Lions. They get Nick Chubb back from uh, COVID, so I think they're going to be leaning heavy on the run this week. Yep. And they're going to bounce back and get a win. Upset special. The Saints are technically an underdog against the Eagles. Let's see them Saints win this week uh, I like that I'm going to go with probably a more of a push matchup as well as it's kind of close within the percentages and I'm going to say the Cowboys get a win over the Chiefs I like that one as well um, Thanksgiving is next week which means we have three Thursday night games to pick uh, the Bears and the Lions Rich who you got uh, I'm going to go with the Bears Dallas versus uh, I agree by the way sorry okay. I agree Good. Uh Dallas versus Vegas. I'm picking I Dallas. Yeah, I got to go with Dallas. I think the game's going to be a lot closer than people think are. People think though. And finally, the Buffalo Bills heading down to New Orleans. What do you think's going to happen there, Rich? Can I have you look something up cuz you have more screens than I do? Sure. Who has been who has had only because I mean this just came to me. Is it seeming like the New Orleans Saints are getting the Thursday are getting the Thursday night getting the the Thanksgiving game more often than most people for the third game? I'm I'm gonna give it to the Buffalo Bills, but I think out of the three games, this is gonna be the most competitive of the three. It just seems to me like New Orleans has gotten a lot of Thanksgiving games. Lately, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I'm taking a look. It's 
So um, they played last in nineteen. Nineteen, okay. Ooh, the Saints are three and O all time on Thanksgiving. They've only played three games. Okay, but they are playing this year. I mean, I think it's all right. I think it. We find. I think. I think you should find. I. The same way that the and I'm I'm actually slightly upset that it's uh it's the the Vegas and Cowboys it should I mean shouldn't it always be the Redskins Cowboys sorry the Washington football team versus the Cowboys every year isn't that what it used to be when we were kids I don't remember and I then Detroit always had the game Detroit had a rotating like, game yeah I always remembered that at least it was an a it was a divisional showdown whether it was the Eagles or yeah. Maybe sometimes it was the Eagles, other times it was the Washington coming into Yeah. coming into Dallas, but it was always a divisional game for Dallas. Yeah. So I it's kind of sad that that's changed. But again, I like the concept of having at least 3 of the teams that play on Thanksgiving always play on Thanksgiving. By the way, the Bears have, the Bears have been playing the last 4 or 5 years now. Hmm. So. Okay. Um All right, Mike. So um before we get into the power rankings, um, yep. Let's take a let's take a trip down memory lane and see how our see how our predictions are doing because it's kind of like the midway point of the NFL. Um, yep. We got to be uh, kind of quick on this. We're at uh, fifty three minutes already. I know. A- NFC East, um, Cowboy. Your pick of the Cowboys is looking good. Looking Mine great. Of the football team is not looking so good. Nope. Probably not going to happen. Um, the AFC East, we both have the Bills as the champion of the East. That the Patriots are really starting to come on strong, I think. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. That the we'll, Patriots could come down and win that division. We'll see that in the power rankings. I agree. I think we will too. Uh the North, we both put the Packers. That's looking like a pretty safe That's pick. Pretty locked. Um the North. I think the North is still up for grabs. You gave it to the Ravens. I gave it to the Browns. Yeah, I think that's I, – I agree that's up for grabs. I still think the the Ravens are not who we thought they were. So I think the Ravens are starting to, to show fault. And so you're right. I think that could be a problem. Okay. The South, both South divisions look to be locked up as uh, yep. we both picked the Bucks and the Titans. Yep. And that's, that, that looks pretty solid there. All right. And then the West, West. – Wow. We gave it to the Rams in the NFC and the Chiefs in the AFC. I think the Rams are still the best bet there. Okay. Uh, Even though the Cardinals look good, the Rams, eh, I still think they're going to pull it off. I think they have a chance at least. Yeah, I think the the Chiefs are starting to get things figured out and they're really, and they're starting to come back on board and playing like the team. But them Bolts, boys. The Bolts, yeah. I don't know that Vegas is gonna do anything, and the Broncos don't look that great. So I think that I think those are uh, I think they're still I think Kansas City's still pretty safe there. Okay, so the NFC wild cards. Yep. Currently, if the playoffs started today, your wild cards are the LA Rams because the Cardinals have the West division right now. Yeah. The Saints and the Panthers, and we gave wild cards to. Um, you went with the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Vikings. I went with Seahawks, Cardinals, and Cowboys. Well, um, 
the Vikings and the Cardinals. The Vikings and the Niners are just below the cut line. Seattle's a little further down. Yeah, they're in the they're in the tenth seed. They have they're gonna have a harder path to make it. Yeah. Um, I put the I gave wild cards to the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, um I mean the Car- Cowboys are gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. The. All right. Yeah. Wow. All right. So uh, the over in the AFC, the wild cards are the Pats, the Steelers, and the Bolts, and. You gave your wild cards to Baltimore, the Bolts, and the Raiders. The Raiders are just one below the cut line. They're in the number four seed for the wild card. Ravens are in the playoffs. Chargers are in the playoffs. And uh, I gave it to the Browns. I somehow unless... Oh, what do you know? Well, it's in the book. It is what it is. I gave the Browns both the North and the wild card. Wow. That's that's impressive. (laughs) Yeah, um, I put the Colts and uh, the Ravens. So the Colts are currently in the number six seed, and um, the Browns are currently in the number seven seed. Okay. So I must have messed that up when I wrote it in, but it is what it is. Okay. I mean, I'm you know, so we're doing all right though. I think I think, I think all of our predictions are fairly decent. It's so the Super Bowl pick, you went Chiefs over the Rams. <laughs> I went with Chiefs. You went you went Chiefs over the Packers. I did Chiefs over the Rams. How are you feeling about that? Um, I I don't know about the Chiefs. <laughs> like I came into this year thinking the Chiefs gonna 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 win this year, and yeah, I'm not even sure they're gonna make the the AFL the, the AFC championship game. Yeah, I, I think it could come down to the Titans versus the Bills, and there's even a rumor out there that Derrick Henry could be back for the playoffs. <sighs> Scary. If that happens, watch out for them Titans. Okay, real quick, let's go through the power rankings, Rich. Um, and something got screwed up in our power rankings, so we're going to have to – not pay attention to the actual power rankings or ELO apparently this week. We're just going to give you our eye tests. Okay. <coughs> so, Rich, number one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I went with – you went with the Buccaneers at number one. Wait, no, that's screwed up. Why is that so screwed up? Okay. This is your eye test, Mike. Your eye test. Um. I went with the Tennessee Titans as my number one. Uh, I think I went with the Tennessee Titans as number one, too. But Do, do we need to table this? for? <laughs> yeah, no, I went with the Tennessee Titans for number one. Okay. Number two, I went with the Packers. Uh, number two, I went with the, the Cardinals. Okay. Number three, I went with the Packers. Number three, I gave it to the Cowboys. Number four... I gave the Rams. I put the Cardinals at number four. Number five, I gave the Cowboys. The Rams. Who'd you give it? Six, Rich. The Buffalo Bills. Yes. Seven, Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Eight. Bucks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Okay. Uh, Nine, I gave it to the Patriots. I went with the Chiefs here. I went with the Chiefs at 10. That's where I put the Pats. So our top 10 are, uh, 
arrangement is slightly off, but yeah, dead on. Um, and I don't think any of I honestly, with your rankings, I wouldn't argue any of those really. Um, I think you're, I, I, it's just slightly different of opinion is what I feel like on that. I don't even think, I think the teams themselves are fairly evenly matched in all of those positions that we put them. Okay. Uh, let's Um, go to the bottom as, uh, I'm sure we know, all know who's going to be in last place, right? Not exactly. Oh. I gave the last spot to the Houston Texans. Okay. Well, um, I uh, Detroit didn't move up too far, though. Don't worry, Mike. I uh, had didn't move up too far. Detroit at uh, last place. Okay. I put the Lions because they got a tie and they've had some very close losses at 31. So I moved them up one spot because they were able to get that tie. Okay. Um, Who did you put at 31, Mike? Sorry. Uh, 31, I put at... Let me... Let me just... Something got screwed up, and I'm going to have to fix it. And 31, I put the Texans. Okay. 30? Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. 29. The, the Jets. Jets. 28, I have the Washington, formerly Redskins, currently football team. I went with the Giants here. Okay, I went with the Giants at 27. That's where I put the football team. Uh, Miami at 26. Yep. And the Bears at number 25. Thank you for saying that. I didn't want to do it. That hurts. What is... Now, Mike, we talked... We, we talked pregame that almost it seemed like teams, for me, teams like 11, 11 through 15 were really hard to put them in, to put them in any sort of order because they've all, they're all sort of playing the same way. Yeah. Like they don't want to win. I mean. Maybe that they don't want to win, but they've had, they're mediocre. They're mediocre. They've had some good victories, but they've also had some bad losses. The teams that they should have beaten. And then on the flip side, it's really hard to go. um, Probably it's even harder to to rank teams that are 16 through 24 as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, Yeah, so those... From 10 to 20, uh, 10 to 25 even, I would say, is fairly rough. None of those teams look great. None of them look... Uh, from 20 to 25, they're starting to look like garbage. But 10 to 20, none of them look great. None of them look like hot garbage. Some of them are starting to smolder a little bit, but nothing's terrible. It looks like it just... Is this the ultimate in parody that those teams there are that the top 10 are basically locked like those top 10 look like they all should be the top 10 
I think you could see the Chargers going into the sneaking into the top ten, but at least okay, I, I'll give you the Chargers. So from a, from one to eleven, everybody's basically the same, right? It's yeah. ca- kind of how it feels. Mm-hmm. But from eleven to uh, from twelve to twenty, I would even say twenty-two. Those teams are all the same. Yeah, you could put those in any order, and you probably wouldn't be wrong. Yeah, take the names, throw them in a hat, draw them out from, and and you probably would be nobody would argue with you that much, Mm -hmm. because they're all playing about the same football right now. Yeah, that's good for that's good for individual games. Is it good for the NFL? Is that level of parity where these teams are they're okay? They're not great. Our gr- we only have a few great teams, and then we only have a few terrible teams. But overall, and yet you there's cries that the NFL wants to expand. Yeah. How are you going to fill out the rosters of the of the expansion teams if you go up to thirty four teams or thirty six teams or forty teams down the road? Yeah, let's we'll table some of that discussion because there's a lot to deal with in that expansion talk and lawsuits even talk, being talked about. We'll talk about that maybe next week. Um, but first, uh, are you done? Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. We're gonna talk about Mass Singer. We're, we'll keep that other one, the the other baseball comment. We'll work on that next week. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about the Mass Singer, go away now. Please. I mean, we love you. You can come back later. You can come back next week and talk to us. But we're going to talk Mass Singer. If you don't want to hear spoilers, now is the time to turn off the podcast. Listen to it after you watch the show. Uh, Rich, what did you think? The right people. Well. I think it was tough. I think any one of these four could have gone on and I would not have been upset. Knowing who they are. They were the right people to go home. I don't even know uh, that. I I disagree with that concept a hundred percent. If you are good enough, if your voice, if if your voice is good enough, you sh- you should get to go through. Why does it matter if you're not a trained professional singer? Hmm. I mean, right. honestly, the Joker, Johnny Rotten, a professional singer. Would do you think he was any better than any of the either of the two that went home this week? No. Okay. So if you're saying that because they weren't professional singers and who they were, they deserve to go home, that would say that technically Johnny Rotten deserves to stay on longer than them. Okay. I'll I will give you that one. But I mean, comparing them from the I mean from the group of from group B. By all means, I would not have been upset if one of the two people that went home, the Mallard or the Caterpillar, stayed and one of the other ones went home. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think think the Mallard was the weakest performer this week. But he still did great. He still did great, yeah. He still, I think he did better. He rebounded from his previous performance. Oh, yeah. Where... Where, where he basically he did a country song because that's what they were expecting him to do. Yeah. So, he gave them what they wanted. 
he rebounded and did well and did better and improved on his performance from last week. So the, the Mallard was uh, Willie Robinson from uh, Duck Commander or uh, Duck Dynasty fame. By the way, looks totally weird with that short hair and uh, and a beard trimmed up as much as it is. Mm-hmm. Looked totally yeah. weird, but that's besides good. the point. I, I he... like him. Some of the, the clues make sense for him. His clues make way more sense. A, his character being the Mallard? 100% made sense. Mm-hmm. Now, I loved it. I think he did great. I was surprised at how good he was, and I think he deserved every bit of it. Uh, let's move. Then the Caterpillar, Bobby Bark. Never heard of the guy. Neither have I. I've um, never watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Not because I have an objection with it. I just don't watch makeover shows. Yeah. I mean. And he had a great. I thought that. I almost thought that he had the best performance of the night. I think he did great. I honestly, I like, I didn't care. I don't care. I mean, in there, in, in with the show's, I think, bad way of determining who goes home of you, who was your favorite performance of the night, not who do you think should go home or who had the weakest performance. Yeah. I was, I voted, I, in my informal way, I voted for the Caterpillar as my favorite performance from that night. Um, Hmm. I don't know who my favorite was. I liked them all. I think they all deserve to go. I think the heart probably had the best. I still think that the banana split is cheating. I don't know if it's... I'm starting to come around to your way of thinking, and I was almost hoping that the banana split would go home. I That's who I think should have gone home, because I still think it's cheating the way that they're doing it. But they didn't go home. They live to fight another day. I, I don't see them making it through the the finale. I mean, it, it, the heart as good as she was. Wow, Queen of Hearts. If she doesn't win the the Group B, I don't know what I'll do. What did you think of Jenny's guess? Again, it was wrong, and I'm very disappointed. If you're gonna use that buzzer, you got to lose a point towards the Golden Ear. Even if you have zero. Even if you, you have zero, negative. you go negative. Then you should go negative one for your golden ear. E- if you're going to do that. If you're going to have the buzzer and say, well, they're, they're, you're going to have a negative consequence. Make it an actual you know consequence. What? Exactly. You know what they said I mean, last week when Ken got it wrong? They said, all right, you got to wash all my cars. You yeah. know what would have been a good thing? You show a picture. You show, like, pictures of him out washing one of, the, one of Nick's cars. Even if he only washed one of them. Lot. Even if he only washed car, one of them. Exactly. Drive Whatever. Car that he drove into the lot that on that particular day where they filmed. Make it make it actually worth something. Yeah. So I so you know what? The punishment, the informal punishment was Ken's dressing room had to be cleaned. I want to see footage of Jenny McCarthy either cleaning the dressing room or paying someone to have the dressing room clean. Yeah. But you know they'll they'll never show it's that. It's never gonna happen. No, it won't. Okay. Well, folks, it's been a great week. Rich, it was great to uh, talk to you again. Uh, Next week, Rich and I will be in person. Um, I am going to reach out. Hopefully, we're going to be at an on-site at uh, a sponsor spot. Otherwise, either at your house or maybe at the prayer center. Um, We'll see. Uh, And maybe some guests in, in studio next week. We'll have to see how that goes. Tune in. Tune in next week to find out. Yeah. Um, all that and more next week, rich people are watching us on Facebook. 
promise I'm going to do it this week, so you can actually tell them, if they just want to listen to us, what should they do? Uh, search for Balls and Sticks wherever you find, wherever you listen to your other podcasts. If you are listening to us in podcast land and you want to see our pretty faces, but you don't have a Facebook, come check us out over at YouTube. Uh, at our, look us up at YouTube at Balls and Sticks the Podcast. Uh, we ask you to like, rate, and subscribe to our podcasts as well. Uh, if you're in podcasts, and, and also on the YouTube as well. Yeah, hit that, that like button. Ring that bell. I don't know where the bell is. It's yeah. probably right and, and there. And, and, and if subscribe. you listen to us on the podcast or through YouTube, and you want to interact with us on the show, get a show shout out. Shout out if it's appropriate. Um, like, make sure to like our Facebook page, fans of balls and sticks or balls and sticks, and you'll be notified when we go live so yep. that you can watch us live and, uh, put a comment into the video. Yep. Rich, let's roll that outro. Roll it. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.